Hello everybody and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri and I'm not joined by Taylor Wells this week. He's off on assignment uh, covering something this week, so I've brought in some ample replacements. Joining me this week is Zelda Dungeon Associate Editor Kat Fadam. Hi! How are you doing, Kat? Hi! <laughs> so Kat, Kat is the author of the, uh, the Quest for 100 which is, of course, her, uh, you know, as it sounds, Quest for 100% in Breath of the Wild, and it's got some really funny stuff in there, it's got some good tweets, and uh, it seems to be a big hit with people, so uh, excited to have you on. Thank you for joining me tonight. Yeah, thanks for bringing me on. And in the other corner, Mr. Kevin O'Rourke, how you doing, KO? I am doing fantastic, Andy. I am very happy to be on the Champions cast once again. You sound, you sound happy. And which makes me happy. Uh, this episode is going to be brought to you by Budweiser and whatever it was that you're having. Tall boy, Coca-Cola. tallest boy in all of New York City. <laughs> very tall Coca-Cola. It's always Coca-Cola. Uh, so we, we've got uh, we've got a good show for you today. We're going to uh, to answer some questions, which is of course what we do, and we don't really have anything else to talk about. So we always get some good stuff out of there. Uh, so we're going to open up that mailbag. We're going to open it wide up. We're going to bring out those questions, and we're going to dive right into them. But first couple things that we just want to uh, quickly go over right here kevin if one wanted to watch a video of the 2018 zelda dungeon marathon where would they go there are two spots that someone could go to they could check out the zelda dungeon twitch channel at twitch.tv slash zelda dungeon and find all of the highlights that we will link uh in the description of this video when it goes up or rather in the description of wow i've in the description of this podcast when it goes up, um, as well as on the Zelda Dungeon Archives YouTube channel, which will be hosting every marathon that we have recorded footage of, of all time. Now, rumor has it, rumor and innuendo has it, that uh, the Champions cast might even appear on that YouTube channel in the coming future. Can you comment on that? That is a hot rumor. <laughs> I, will, I will say... Definitely, maybe. All right. We're going to have more uh, details for you later about that. That's going to be an exclusive Champions Cast news break. Uh, we also want to give a big shout-out to our friend Linktober. Um, real name, Joel. He's a really great guy, friend of the show, friend of the site. Uh, he just launched his own store right now, and, and, of course, October is getting ever nearer. For those of you that don't know what Linktober is, it's a 31-day art challenge where him and his rangers will put out a different... Uh, idea, and it's up to you guys to to draw that said idea. Um, you don't have to be good at art to do it, and it's really fun. Kevin, you uh, you participated in it last year. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so it's a great time. Um, you don't need to be the world's greatest artist. You just need to have commitment to drawing. The desire. You don't need to do every single um, every single challenge, every single prompt. There are three calendars for this year. Uh, so there's tons and tons of options to choose from. Uh, the third calendar, which is new, is focusing on the Sheikah. There will also be a quest calendar, which follows a character that you create, an OC, and the normal Linktober prompts. So if you want to break in, you do have options. It's a lot of fun to draw. It makes you feel very creative, and there's a huge community of people that just love everything Zelda and art, and they're all very encouraging. You could check out the Linktober Discord, 
and there are just a ton of folks there that are very, very positive, very, very fun. I'm actually thinking I'm going to bust out some of my old art supplies and uh, do Linktober this year. I think it'll be entertaining. You're an artist. Uh, I used to be. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how much of that is retained. You, you know what they say, Cat. Once an once an artist, always an artist. Eh. You never truly retire. I yeah I. Uh, and last. I'm last before we get started, Cat. <laughs> I want you to tell us about the big feature that we have on the website right now. Uh, the title goes something along the lines of your least favorite part in your favorite Zelda series or in your favorite Zelda game. Uh, you contributed to this article. How do you think it turned out? Um, I actually thought it turned out really, really well. I'm kind of I'm along with the vast majority of people who looked at it and read it and was like, oh, yeah, some of these actually make sense, but some of them were completely out of the blue, and it was really fascinating. Um, yeah, I, so, I thought it was Kale, a lot of fun. you had uh, Goron Racing, right? That's right. Uh, Kat, you had... Uh, Rhoda Chiga. I oh, hate boy. that shrine so that's, much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to remember the name of it, yeah. Ugh, the bane of yeah, my existence. Right. You could honestly lump all those shrines when you get the obliterator into there. That's just a tough stretch. I did not do that badly with the Great Plateau shrines with the obliterator until I got to Rotachiga and I I almost snapped my switch in half. I was so mad. <laughs> I had to set it so down and walk. I yeah, I had to set it down and walk away. I think I went into the uh the staff break room chat, and I was like, help me, somebody help me. It was actually Taylor that gave me the advice that got me through it. It was ridiculous. Oh well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that Taylor had to be your last resort. Uh, we do have guides available on ZeldaDungeon.net for the rest of you that are stuck. <laughs> uh, but let's start the show proper here. <coughs> you know what that means. It is oh. time to open... The Zelda Dungeon Mailbag. So this mailbag, I asked for questions pertaining to Legend of Zelda, Super Smash Bros, Nintendo in general. So let's uh, let's just dive right into it. What are you are you guys ready? Bring it on. Yeah, let's do it. We are going to get kicked off with a question from Azure. He asks, "What are your thoughts on Simon Belmont's design at Super Smash Bros Ultimate?" That's a good one. I was really psyched when Simon Belmont was revealed. And I'm really glad that they yes. followed the art style. It's like a mix of Castlevania. I'm a big Castlevania fan, so this is, this is right in my wheelhouse. Uh, it's a perfect mix of Super Castlevania 4 and the design of uh, Castlevania 1 and 2 on the NES. And I think they nailed the design. He has all the iconic items and moves a little bit of Richter's moves too, and it was really cool to see Richter as like a alternate skin Echo Fighter. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, Simon Belmont has had some terrible, terrible design changes. Here's looking at Castlevania Judgment on the Wii. I'm gonna assume that neither of you have played Castlevania Judgment on the Wii, which I, think I, is, I have a confession to make. I own Castlevania Judgment. You do. I do. So if you take a look at the cover of that glorious, glorious game, which I, to be fair, I do enjoy Castlevania Judgment for what it is, and I love Death Note because the style is also in in uh, in Death Note, the same you know same type of art style, and Simon just looks 
completely, completely different. And it's really cool to see him sort of, like, gear back towards, like, the Nintendo-designed, tried-and-true, like, this is Simon Belmont, as you remember him, on the NES cartridge and on the Super NES cartridge and the, the box art. Uh, now, now I am going to say something that you're probably going to poop all over me for here, but I, I like his red-haired design. Um, not the one that they used in Judgment, I don't think. I think that was a different design that they tweaked, but it was kind of the same. Um, so he had that... I can't remember which Castlevania game it was for, but he had that red-haired design. He's kind of got, like, the... Um, He's kind of got like the shoulderless uh, vest on and stuff like that. I, I think he looked really cool there. So I like his design in Super Smash Bros. And I think they nailed his moves and stuff like that. But uh, I, I do, I have to admit that I, I liked his updated design. And I hope that that's like an alternate skin. Because I'd probably fight with that. It would be cool to have that as an alternate skin. I, I like the, you know, the hearkening back to the NES and Super NES days of the Simon Belmont like classic design yeah i think that makes sense what do you think Kat? do you like it i i honestly didn't like i appreciated that he was added but i didn't much care (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong you know i thought it was really really cool but at the same time i was just kind of like yay castlevania I've that, wanted Simon Belmont in Super Smash Bros. forever. Yeah, because I'm, Castlevania, I'm a big Castlevania fan. Yeah, Castlevania is one of my favorites on NES. Yeah, and it was one probably, I just never really got into. Probably my most favorite so. game on NES. It's weird. There's um, like I, the division of like Castlevania, like OG Castlevania fans, and then anything that's in like the Metroidvania sphere, where it's like Symphony of the Night is. Alucard's gift to the world. <laughs> and I'm not on the Symphony of the Night Metroidvania train. I like my old school Castlevania. Oh, I was just about to come in and say I would have rather had Alucard because I think that those the Metroidvania ones are like that's Castlevania to me. He is an assist trophy. He is and I uh People I'm happy him he's as an in Echo Smash. Fighter. If if I Richter's an Echo Fighter, Alucard's only assist. If, yeah, if no, I I'm could saying people one, wanted him as an as yeah, an Echo Fighter, well, but, but it wouldn't fit. You, you couldn't have him as an Echo Fighter of Simon. Yeah, would would not fit. Yeah, he, honestly, he'd be closer to someone like Marth or something like that. Um, yeah, sword. Yeah, uh, Alucard is, is like my favorite, and maybe Soma from uh, the Sorrow subseries in Castlevania. But uh, you know, I'm just really stoked to see uh, Castlevania in Smash Bros. Pretty much in any capacity. And I think that the fact that you get Richter and Simon was really cool. Richter looks great. Yeah, Richter looks cool. I, I love seeing the moves, too. Like, it's funny to see Simon do, like, the crazy, like, dash kick move. Yeah. And it's like, that's Richter's stuff. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm stoked that that Simon's in. I His, uh... His Conan the Barbarian look isn't like my number one choice, but I, like I I quickly Googled the Castlevania Judgment look that he had, and it was it was pretty awful. It's he's got like this uh, this like ab high vest that shows his <laughs> entire chest. It's it's pretty bad. I don't remember it being that bad playing Castlevania yeah, Judgment. It's, Castlevania Judgment does a good job of taking every character you know from Castlevania and just being like everything that you know about the design of them is just gone. Yeah, I remember Alucard looking really crappy. 
Uh, all right. So, Japis asks, should Nintendo add another villain to Smash, and out of Jir- out of Girhim or Zant, who would be better? Oh. Cat, take take us away. What do you think here? Oh wow. Okay. Um, I'd like to see Zant personally, but that's really that's really tough. I'd like to see either one of them. And as far as should they add another villain to Smash? Absolutely. Why not? Get more characters in there. Get more representation because it's not all good guys and heroes. Like that's not who creates all of these stories that they're bringing together. Um, but between Girahim and Zant, I gotta go with Zant. I think he'd be. I, I don't know. I think I think he'd be a good uh, a good representation from Twilight Princess. Like if they're gonna keep up with the Twilight Princess representation. Oh. Well, if you think about it right now, Twilight Princess doesn't have any reps in the new Smash. No. Link is from Breath of the Wild. Zelda's from A Link to the Past slash A Link Between Worlds. Ganon's from Ocarina of Time. Uh, Sheik is from Ocarina of Time. Well, and that's kind of what I mean is um, they've been... you got Toon Link, you've oh, got yeah. Young Link, so Wind Waker, Majora's Mask. So, yeah. They've been... they've, But for the past, like, several... Past few games, they've had twilight princess represented and then all of a sudden it's gone and i don't know i think i think a better question might be should they continue the representation of twilight princess or should they move on to skyward sword and bring that in and then it becomes tough i feel (laughs) quite i feel quite strongly that impa is going to be an echo fighter of Sheik, and it's going to be her skyward sword iteration i hope you are right i really do i'd love to see impa i feel i feel feel very good about that prediction i think it's going to happen and i think that that will be like the skyward sword representation so i would rather see gear him uh in the game i think he'd be cooler but like realistically speaking i don't think well i don't think either of them would happen but choosing between the two if i could have anybody gear him would be would be awesome his final smash could be like a big lick right across everybody's face (laughs) oh gross for 200 damage (laughs) game over you just win Ugh. <laughs> yeah bad mental picture right there. yeah you know, and it won't get out of my Xanter, head Xanter gear him what do you think my money goes if i had the choice between the two i think i would go with gear not a big fan of zant in hyrule warriors gear is a lot of fun he's very zany and the Skyward Sword representation would be... Here's my, like, reasoning behind it. Is the Skyward Sword representation would be really cool to have because Twilight Princess HD was a Wii U title. And if we see Skyward Sword released in some form on the Switch, it'd be a really cool way to plug Gearheim. However, if I really had the choice of a Skyward Sword character, Groose all the way <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Best. It, it, he would be my number one choice for any Zelda character, to be honest. I don't think you're gonna find many maybe, people uh, surprised by that. Gotta set Groose loose. <laughs> set the Groose loose. Um, so, just generically asking here, should Nintendo add another villain? If you could pick any Nintendo villain, I'm putting you guys on the spot. Who would you pick? And that's a hard question because King K. Rules just put in, and that probably would have been my pick before, but now, now I'm not sure. Any Zelda villain, or Nintendo villain? Just like any 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 Nintendo villain at all. Ooh, this is good. You know who I would pick? I would pick Fawful. 
from Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That is a great... He's like this little midget uh, minion dude. And he has really great lines and they're really cheesy. I'd put Fawful in. He'd be like the toad of the game and probably just get like KO'd instantly every single game. But he'd be cool. Man, who would I pick? From the Zelda series, put General Onyx in. Just smashing people with a big ball and chain. Uh, yeah, okay. Bringing yeah. some Oracle of Seasons into our lives. I think he'd be a pretty cool guy. Or Wham Bam Rock from Kirby. That would be good. I don't know about that. I don't know about <laughs> Kirby. Wham Bam Rock would just be like... <laughs> get, that, get that Kirby out of here. I love Kirby. Kirby is fun. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> he needs to be no. buffed. Buff King DDD always. Ugh, that should be his new final smash. Love King. Who are you thinking? I Kat? do too. Who are you thinking? Then let's, for God's sakes, let's move on from Kirby. I'm kind of thinking, but the problem is, like, all of the characters I might have chosen were already in Smash, so I immediately went to um, Mewtwo because he was the first, and I realized he's not necessarily like a a bad guy in the Pokemon series, but if you watch the first movie. Yes, I did. I watched the first movie. No shame here. Um, <laughs> then, I mean... We've got Mewtwo in Smash Bros. That's well, that's, that's what movie. I'm saying, is he was oh, my yeah. first thought. That was a great movie. Okay. He was my... What about Jesse and James? But then you have... Smash. But then you also have the Ice Climbers. So it's just kind of like Try the bad side of... iconic duos. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> that might be interesting. Yeah, having Jesse and James is kind of like the, the darker side... Of uh, or, the or pairing. Meowth. That's you right. Could, you could have him with his final smash. That'd be Ugh, good. Meowth that annoys right. the heck out of me. And then whenever they get KO'd, they could say blasting off again. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> they already do that in the game. That's the only way they could get ring outed. Oh my god, we are gonna fall off Nintendo. Nintendo, off. if you are listening, we, we need to we need to send Nintendo a copy of the Champions Cast this week because this is just the creative genius is really flowing here. Yes. Let's keep it going. Next question is for is from Shiron Aggie, and he asks, "Why is there such a bad selection of foes in Breath of the Wild?" To which I counter and say, "Is there?" I didn't think there was a bad selection of foes in Breath of the Wild at all. I thought there, at times, like they were maybe a little bit too easy, but there wasn't a bad selection. I would have liked to have seen Dark Nuts. I mean, I think they could have yeah. had a place. That's the only one I think that I I missed. But otherwise, like I think the I think the biggest downside of the of the foes in Breath of the Wild is the fact that some of them are a little bit too easy and then some of them are just like ridiculously difficult. But then again, the one that's ridiculously difficult is a Lionel, and it's meant to be ridiculously difficult. <laughs> I am going to rain all over your parade. Of course you will. Because I am the devil, and I will always counter-argue everything. Bring it on. So, the thing with Breath of the Wild, I think it kind of suffers from a similar copy-paste syndrome of similar to Skyward Sword, where you have enemies that are very similar and almost like repeats. So it's like you're fighting a Chew. And you have an ice one, and you have a fire one, and you have an electric one. 
and you have a, a bokoblin, and then you have a technical one that electrocutes you, and then you have one that has like a fire-based attack. Uh, that doesn't exist, but case in point. There's a lot of guys that tend to repeat one another, and I think in Breath of the Wild, those kinds of encounters that you run into, it's like, oh, it's a bokoblin, like, okay, slash, slash, okay, he's done. The fact that they're in a lot of groups also makes it seem like the variety is not there. I love the enemies in Breath of the Wild, but I can see people, especially those who are going for that 100%, uh, of getting like <laughs> monotony with some of the enemies. Lynels are incredibly tough, and they'll be challenging to me for all time. Ugh. But here, here. some guys are just sort of like Lizalfos. Okay, like how many Lizalfos can you fight until you're until you're done? Well, and then you've also got to take into consideration um, the, and again, these are copy, basically copy-pasted, like you said, um, for varying levels. You've got, like, the Henox and um, the Taluses, Tali, whatever, and uh, the Molduga, Taluses. Uh, <laughs> oh, Divine Talis. Beast Va Molduga. Va Molduga. Very unique enemy. But I heard he was pretty tough. I think I don't know when I when I think about the when I think about the foes that really stood out to me it was you know calamity Ganon in the sense that he was way too easy um and heartbreakingly He's so a boss. He sh okay if I can beat him without any problems and not take any damage he's too easy I am terrible at video games <laughs> I, but we're okay, talking okay. about like so the. This is, is going to be a good right? segue into our next question here. Actually, all right, bring it. I'm going to quickly. I'm going to quickly say, for the enemy selection, I don't think there's a bad selection. You you do have the copy and paste like, like you'll see enemies of a different color, which indicates that they're tougher. But yeah. I, some games it's really noticeable that you're just fighting the same enemies over and over and over again, and for me it has to be like really repetitive for me to actually be like, man, this kind of sucks. But I know I never had a problem with that in Breath of the Wild. I didn't either. So maybe it's, maybe, yeah. I, I guess we're just fanboys. I don't know. One, one closing point to sort of save face a bit is the hugeness of the game also lends to needing, like, you can't have 500 unique different types of enemies in the game. It's a very yes, big game. absolutely. And there, there are instances, like, I have not fought many Hinocks in Breath of the Wild. I just have not fought a lot of them. So mm. for me, like, a Hinox encounter, that's pretty rare. Okay, that's cool. There's just some like seeing the different levels of guys is, is something that I could see as an argument, one that I may or may not have. Of, uh, of I, guys, I could see it. You know, I could see some stale. people's point of view, but uh, I I wouldn't agree with it. Um, moving on into our next question, this was actually asked directly after that in response to this. Uh, Japis asks, uh, is defeating the Divine Beast worth it, considering they take out half of Ganon's health in the final battle, and how come the Calamity Ganon and Dark Beast Ganon are so painfully weak? Uh, Calamity Ganon, I don't know if I'd say is painfully weak. It's not like, it's not like a you know, Dark Souls fight by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I wouldn't say it's a cakewalk. The final, the final Ganon battle is is a breeze. That was like really lamely, disappointingly easy. Mm. What do you guys think? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, um, I did find, but I did actually find Calamity Ganon to be 
a little bit too easy uh, as far as as far as the blights go i thought they were more difficult than calamity ganon and uh divine beast scan or uh, divine beast scan <laughs> yeah there you go divine uh, <laughs> Vaganen. i was thinking of divine beast Valmoldiga again um no dark beast ganon I thought I thought the blights were a little bit more difficult than him, and I honestly, I was kind of expecting a lot more out of Calamity Ganon and Dark Beast Ganon having having fought the blights. I feel you. I feel you on that. Like I didn't need to do half the preparation that I did to go in and take down Calamity Ganon at all. Yeah, I, I think like any Zelda title, uh, the more you complete in the game, the more easy the ending of the game feels. Like you, you buff, you know, you get a ton of shrines, you get heart containers, you get powered up weapons. Uh, the scaling for that game doesn't balance out if you get a ton of stuff. It kind of makes everything like a joke. Especially if you go after every single blight, which... I feel like most of us would do, mm -hmm. especially the first time playing through. It's like you gotta beat all the dudes. Mm -hmm. You got four bosses. Why don't you fight them? Oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. And I have to say, Thunderblight Ganon. Oh, okay. Very, very difficult. Mm. I have words uh, yeah, about Thunderblight. Yeah, that was the first blade that I did, and I had a real oh, tough time. Oh, you poor slut. That was the second one. I, I left. I left, and I I went over and did the entire Goron area and came back. Thunderblight was my no, last I was one. I, I couldn't, I, I could not leave. I would not let myself, but I think I spent probably about an hour on him. I also think that Thunderblight is the best. Like, the whole area, I think, is the best. The whole, like, the lead-up setting up to it. That's neither here nor there. The, la the last fight with Ganon, I thought, was, like, stupidly easy. Um, it was kind of disappointing, but, uh, I like, you, it is a very thematic battle, so I don't think it's meant to be very hard. But, uh, it's I pretty epic. I mean, I mean it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, like riding on your horse and, and shooting and, and a giant dark beast cannons weak spots. It, it, like it is pretty cool, but, uh, it was, it was super easy and it would have been nice to have, to feel like you earned it a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. So I think the DLC definitely redeems that. Oh, that with yeah, that, that that, that's a hard but, boss fight. Maskashia yeah, does make. I yeah. loved fighting Maskashia. I felt like he should have been in place of uh, of Ganon. <laughs> the real calamity. He would have yeah. given you a tougher time, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Alright, Kevin, I think this might be a question uh, in particular for you. Uh, Shuranagi asks, why can Zoras play a mean guitar solo? <laughs> why can Zoras play a mean guitar solo? And they're rocking dudes. Lady dudes. Uh, yeah, they just know their way around that fishbone guitar. Zora's a very musical... What's that? I have a hypothesis as to why they can shred as they do. Oh, let's hear yeah. it. It's because, you see, sound travels in the ocean and it ripples. And it, and it ripples from one end of the ocean to the other. And then it ripples through the Zora's heads because they are, of course, ocean-dwelling creatures. That ripple stays with them, and it has to come out, and it comes out in guitar form. So I think that's why Zoras are so musically inclined. But that's just my theory. I think Macau <laughs> is just a real true blue rock and roller like Adam Cole, baby. 
<laughs> Similar dudes. Rocking along. Yeah, I'm, I will I'm a walk with Macau. I will walk with him too. I drift away. Um. So, Cat, earlier today, I sent you a picture of a game that I received. Yes, my you cat, did. My, my it, not my not my cat as in you, but my cat as in like my <laughs> my cat. Yeah, Zora. <laughs> she was she was snuggling the game that I got, and her name is Zora. So, shout out to my baby Zozo. Yeah, she's got a she's got good taste in games. <laughs> That's right, and she could shred a guitar too. So, uh, so yeah. Um, we're going to move on. So Andrew asks, honest question, will Zelda Dungeon be hosting Smash tournaments? Can we? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We will. Let's yeah, do it. Well, we'll get some communities, Smash tournaments going on. Um, I'm going to put my, my undisputed championship on the line, even though it'll never leave these shoulders right here. Yeah, totally. We're going to smash... Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna see, you're gonna hear a lot of PK Fire, <laughs> PK Thunder, oh, PK boy. Freeze, PK Starstorm, and you're gonna wish that you never stepped up to the plate. What Andy's not telling us is that he mains Kirby. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I got your number in Smash Bros, Andy. I hate to, I oh, hate to break it to you. I will take on well, any of the Zelda Dungeon staff. And we'll proceed to a mop the floor with them. Mod, the only mopping you're going to be doing is your own sweat and blood off of the floor, my friend. Fight, 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 you have to fight. call clean up in aisle 32. <laughs> See? So you heard it here. Smash tournaments at Zelda Dungeon. O'Rourke versus Heel Spateri. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to happen. Hey, I'll bring the um, popcorn. But we, ha- we have another contender in the mix. You and Crombie. Host of Zelda Dungeon Zelda Runners Speed Series, uh, Speedrunning Series, asks, "Who is the best Smash player on the writing team, and why is it me?" <laughs> it's not you, Andy. It's me. It isn't. It's, it's, it's me, not Austin. you, Ko. <laughs> it's not Crombie. It was me. It was me all along. Fight, fight, it's definitely fight, me. fight, fight, you fight. Bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. I am the best. Smash Bros. player of Zelda Dungeon there ever is, there ever was, <laughs> and there ever will be. Thank you very much. Okay, so what I'm hearing is we need to live stream this tournament, and we need to actually like put everything on the line. You guys actually need to fight it out for the title of best Smash player. We'll all fly we will into absolutely Chicago. do that. Fly now, to Chicago to play like one round of Super Smash Bros. Exactly. Against each other and then leave. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a story that I heard about uh, Ewan Crombie, host at Zelda Dungeon. I heard that he went home one night and he got down on his hands and knees and he prayed <laughs> to God. And it sounded a little something like this <laughs> Oh dear God, my name is Ewan and I'm the host of Zelda Runners on Zelda Dungeon, but there's still one problem. Everybody thinks that I still suck at Smash Bros. <laughs> and the heavens opened up, and God himself came down and said, Bob? But my name's... It doesn't matter what your name is. You must go challenge O'Rourke. You must go challenge Heel Spateri. And if you ever want to make that claim again, you better be sure that you can back up those fighting words. That's for you, Ewan. We're going to see who's the best in Zelda Dungeons and Smash tournaments. 
Fight, 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 fight. I'm fired up. What about you guys? <laughs> I won't even play my main. That's just that's just arrogance. Y'all are, right there. Y'all are toast. Oh my god. See, I at least oh I can at least admit, Andy, that I'm bad at Smash. It's it's really amusing to hear you with such big words. I can't admit anything, <laughs> as we all well know. He can't admit that he's bad at Smash. But he, I'm not but he bad might at Smash. Be, but he might be. I am the I am the undisputed champion uh-huh. at Smash. Undisputed because it's never Fun been time. proven. Well, we're going to see about that. <laughs> December 7th is when we're going to see about that. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate comes out for Nintendo Switch. I've got my copy pre-ordered. So there. Um, okay, so next question comes from Puzzle Midna. And for those of you that don't follow Cave of Trials, Puzzle Midna is a fixture of that series <laughs> and is a giant Midna fan. Go figure. So he asks... Why is Mifa the absolute best character, and it is impossible for anyone to say otherwise? I beg to differ. One hundred percent. I have to be honest. He, he didn't. He didn't actually. Uh, he didn't actually ask that. He asked that about Midna. <laughs> he said, "Why is Midna the absolute best character, and it is impossible for you to deny it?" Uh, is his exact question, which isn't really a question. <laughs> Not really. But we're gonna, like a, just we're gonna humor statement. him anyways. I still beg to differ, yeah. though. Uh, hey, Puzzle Midna sucks. <laughs> Midna does okay. Puzzle Midna, Midna does not suck. I do. He does not speak for me. Midna does not suck. She's just not the best. Midna's good people. Midna's perfectly fine. She's no Mifa, that's for sure. Ugh. I don't know about that. Mifa, that's a that's a great, well developed character. That, that beat Midna in Cave of Trials not once but twice, by the way. I raise you, Urbosa. Um, so that's, you know what? Shout out to Mifa. <laughs> he has a follow-up question as well. And this one was actually a question and not a statement. He asks, Can the timeline be explained by anyone or is it just a giant mess? I'm going to let you guys uh, take the ball on this one and run I'd, with it, and I'll I'd time like it after. To, I'd like to hear the timeline explained by Caleb Mosley. He's <laughs> <laughs> all the dungeon staffer. Part of the guides team. I'd love to hear Mosley's take on it. Because after he read the most updated edition of Hyrule Astoria, I think he almost vomited. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to hear it after so many Cokes, like at the marathon. <laughs> Watching that was amazing. Yes. You drank a lot of uh, Coke at the marathon. Yes. I I would listen to that. Uh seriously though, like what do, what do you guys think about the Zelda timeline? I I kind of made my feelings known a couple weeks ago. I I think it's silly and I've always thought that it was silly, but like what do, what do you guys think? What are your thoughts? I like the timeline as kind of like a It's a basis but I don't necessarily think you need it. I would much... I just enjoy the games for each individual game. I don't necessarily need it to fit into a sequential order, but I kind of like that they do, sometimes, sort of. I don't know. I think there's pockets of games that sort of... Like, there's pockets of games that naturally fit together. Sure. Like Zelda 1 and Zelda 2, and I guess to another extent, like A Link to the Past... 
those are sort of like a pocket of games and they fall sort of within the the same timeline but like the relevance of the legend of zelda to the the original legend of zelda i should preface by saying that to like comparing that and trying to tie that together with a game like skyward sword or like the minish cap like what what relevance does that have there i I think it's it's cool to have that layout to be like okay yeah like these things sort of give like the precursor to hyrule these games are sort of clumped together like you have wind waker with phantom hourglass and spirit tracks and that's cool i think that's that's okay yeah. I appreciate that those games are like tied together, but then there's some things that just don't need to be at all. There's some explanations that are a little questionable well, in and, my eyes. Andy, weren't you the weren't you the one arguing that it's called the Legend of Zelda? Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a timeline, one long sequential story. Uh, it could just be a collection. Yes. Yeah, that that's that was my thing and uh I don't I, like. I especially. I, I just thought like the whole like how it split into three timelines was especially silly because like I don't remember losing to Ganondorf and Ganon in Ocarina of Time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and it's just like I I don't know. They it it does seem silly. Like a lot of people, and I'm probably gonna catch some flack over this, but like a lot of people were just like stressing and you know digging in to see where Breath of the Wild fits in the timeline. Who cares where it fits? I, I don't know. I like to see references to every Zelda game in, in new Zelda games. You know what I mean? Um, I will say I did. I, think... I think it would. I think it would be a lesser game if it if it was just like okay, it's it's into this timeline. And we can only have Twilight Princess and Majora's Mask references or whatever. You know what I mean? I will say I did think that the Breath of the Wild placement was shoehorned. It, I was not a big fan of it, to be honest. It kind of made sense if you, like, squinted one eye and didn't really look out the other and didn't really think about it too much. I kind of liked, now that the mystery is solved, I kind of prefer the mystery of where it fits in. I didn't need an explanation. I didn't really need an explanation as to where Breath of the Wild fit into the timeline. I agree with that. I feel like it's solved, but at the same token, it's... Like, the statement is, like, yeah, you can just sort of believe whatever you want to. That's okay. Yeah. And see, that that's kind of what I like, is, is, like, make your own legend. Like, believe what you want. I wish that Nintendo wouldn't have actually released an official timeline ever, because I think it would have been cool for fans to guess. Um, and this, actually, our next question is, is a good uh, segue into this, too. It's also asked by uh, Shirogani whose name that I will say correctly maybe once. Um, and he asks, can the timeline be successfully untangled? I think at this point, I don't think so. Unless you're going to go back and say, like, okay, there's actually just, like, two timelines and, uh, you know, it's this is what this is what canically happened. Uh, I, I think that it's just a big mess, and I, I think that Nintendo... This is just my conjecture, but I feel like they regret releasing it at all, ever. I was literally thinking that exact same thing verbatim. I think they regret it. I, and if they don't, they at least have some holdups of, oh, why did we do that? To sell more copies of Hyrule Historia. Fair enough, yeah. It's great. 
from a from a marketing standpoint, this is great. Well, and how keep messing the timeline up? How long did they? Before everything. Oh, jeez, the fact that that one keeps moving. It happened. It was all a dream. The whole timeline was a dream. Retcon. And how many years in between Hyrule Historia and the Encyclopedia? It's. I, I think it was a lot of, especially with some of the newer edits, I could honestly argue, I could honestly see the argument that they changed the timeline just to sell more copies of the encyclopedia because they had literally just released the Historia not too many years ago with a timeline. And now they're like, oh, wait, this is still kind of similar. All right, we changed everything up. Yeah. Come get a new copy. This is the official what one. What was the last game release before Historia? Was it Skyward, Skyward Sword? Skyward Sword, I think so. I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know if it can be untangled. I think it's it's a big schmozzle right now. Um, it's not as nice and neat as the Metroid timeline, that's for sure. The Metroid timeline is just straight and narrow, and it's, uh, it's jam-packed with good stuff. So yeah, they have a lot of work ahead of them if they're gonna if they're gonna do it, and they they definitely won't please everybody if they ever did try and retcon the timeline. So I think it's just a big mess, but I think they should just leave it as is and just let people speculate on it because you know for some people speculation is really fun, and if you know if you're listening and you're one of those guys, then that's awesome for you. So there, we're gonna move on to the next question. It's a Smash Bros question, but also a Zelda question, asked by Spamble Zelda fanboy. Do you expect any more Zelda characters in Smash Bros. ever? Not just for Ultimate, but for like any future Smash game, how likely is it that a new Zelda character could be added? I feel like it's very oh, likely. Yeah. What about you guys? Oh yeah, very likely. Especially if they keep developing like such massive collections of side characters that become more ingrained with the story. Like I'd be shocked if we didn't see the champions at some point in time. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I think Smash Bros. is at a weird place. There are some characters in Super Smash Bros. that, like, their relevance has come, gone, and, you know, was buried. Some examples. Why is Jigglypuff still a character in Super Smash Bros.? <laughs> I love Jigglypuff, but why? Because, because Jigglypuff was one of the originals. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're but really trying to think about Smash Jigglypuff is when you get in, you Pokemon. stay in. That's what it seems. However, some characters have come and gone. Mewtwo joined and left. Rest in peace. I'm trying to think of others that joined and left. Snake. Uh, Young Link, Dr. Young Mario, Link. they were gone. Yeah. Snake, yeah. And um, some of those are more like Echo guys. Moot. Now, yeah. everyone's back. The sky's the Everybody's limit. Everybody's back. I, I feel extremely, extremely confident that Impa is going to be an Echo Fighter in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, why is Sheik? Sheik hasn't been a character in a Zelda title since Ocarina of Time. Since 20 years ago. Yeah, this is but true. it's a long time. However, we well, did have Ocarina I mean, of Time like, 3D, but still, like, it's... Like, we had Twilight yeah. Princess designs in Smash 4 on Wii yeah. U. And, yeah. You know what? There, there is was, a lot... There's a lot of rumors floating around that Skull Kid is going to be announced for this game. There was uh, a leak that was apparently posted on GameFAQs that we covered a few weeks ago that said, like, Skull Kid is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, cool. I thought that if they were going to put in Skull Kid, they would have put him in in Smash for Wii U, because that came out about the same time that Majora's Mask 3D did. 
Well, and if That's right. so the timing doesn't make sense, but I mean, it's possible. If they were going to put in Skull Kid, wouldn't they theoretically have announced him when they announced the moon? <laughs> That's what I know. said too. I, I was like, like that feels like his final smash. Yeah, that moon coming down. Um, but no, I I feel like I feel like Impa is is a good bet. I think that, like, maybe Calamity Ganon is going to get in, and it's going to be a combination of all the Blades and stuff like that. I was just going to say, how would you guys feel about... How would you guys feel about maybe seeing the Blights themselves? I don't know how... I I pitched that idea, and nobody liked it. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. They're weird enemies. It'd be like fighting, like... What if if you had, like, the Imprisoned in there? I don't know. I feel like the Blights could be, like, boss stage hazards. That would be pretty cool. You fight the Blight on top of the Greatest Plateau for some reason. Oh, that would be cool. That's an interesting idea. I I think they could work as a character. Like, you kind of fuse all of them into one, though, and, like, your up special is Thunder Blight, your down special is, is Water Blight, etc., etc. I think it could work. It's not exactly who I'd want from Zelda in there, but, like, I, I think, make, realistically speaking, that's not... Like impossible. I think Urbosa too would be a pretty popular Urbosa one to put in. Cool. Urbosa, I think, would be sure. if I could pick any character, it would be her. I'd love to see Urbosa, and I think yeah. she would be fitting for the Smash universe considering her personality. She's a fighter. Like she is legitimately a fighter. Yeah. I, no, I think she'd be great. I to me to me the champions don't feel unique enough though, to the point where like if you put one in, you should put all four in, but none of the four are, like, important enough to the story to get in, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I feel you there. Mm. I could yeah, I, I, I could go while. for a while about that, but... Because I, I kind of go back and forth. Like, I didn't feel the characters... I didn't feel the champions were as developed as they should have been, and, they defini- and Nintendo de- definitely dropped the ball. But I'm also the kind of person that can actually, like fill in and not necessarily headcanon but think about and fill in a lot where things are missing so I was disappointed but it didn't ruin it for me that's fair um alright so moving on Holger Krupp asks why is A Link to the Past still the best Zelda it's not though what do you, what do you think about this I believe that was proven definitively <laughs> to be the best Zelda. Uh, hold on a second here. Let's rewind the clocks. November 2017, Zelda Informers, best Zelda ever. A Link to the Past finishes number five. I find that hard to stomach. It's the gold standard. I I truly do love A Link to the Past. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not my favorite Zelda, but you could you could definitely argue that it is the best because I mean really it it is the gold standard. It took everything that all the all those original ideas from the first two and it just laid them out so perfectly and so purely that I could see why why this game will never be topped. For some people, yeah, it's it's the ultimate improvement upon the previous two Zelda titles. I know, like, there isn't 
there isn't a lot of things to look back on and be like, yeah, it did all these things. Like, everything that A Link to the Past did was pretty new. And I think Ocarina of Time kind of does the same thing. But those are, like, the only two games that can do that, you know? Like, A Link Mm -hmm. to the Past defined 2D Zelda. Ocarina of Time defined 3D Zelda. And the more and more that I play both of those games... I do lean more towards... I'm incredibly biased towards Ocarina of Time. But I will say that I lean more and more towards A Link to the Past every time that I play the game. It's just that good. Full disclosure, I've not actually played A Link to the Past. Ever? What? I know. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um... It is one but that I do... What you say about A Link to the Past? It's, it, it is one that I do great, want to catch up with. It's a great experience. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a must play for any Zelda fan. Like, it's just it's such a it's a, it's a tight game. Like everything just feels so crisp and so polished. And uh, I can I can only imagine playing this game in 1991. I I played A Link to the Past some years after it was out and after I played 3D Zelda. If you play this when it came out, this must have just seemed like the second coming. It still holds up. So yeah, it it does. Yeah, and I it, uh, it can it will continue to hold up. Yep, that, that game will never will never age. Some games age poorly. Not a link to the past. Uh, spoiler alert: We're gonna have actually an in depth link to the past episode here on the Champions Cast. We're just trying to find time to uh, to play the game through, make some notes, and we're gonna break down exactly what it is that makes a link to the past so timeless for us and our favorite moments and stuff from it so that's coming up sometime in the future so yeah look forward to that um so sammy samson asks in smash should zelda have alternates that are different versions of zelda so for example her twilight princess uh costume or ocarina of time outfit uh yeah sure why not yeah that'd be great give me more zelda skins I want to say yes, but at the same time, I kind of don't. I want to say yes, because Zelda is my favorite character, and I'll say that, like, proudly. But I, not every Zelda, again, it goes back to who's a fighter. Not every Zelda is a fighter. And that's kind of why I wasn't terribly disappointed that Breath of the Wild Zelda was not in Smash. Breath of the Wild Zelda is not a fighter. I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth. I'd like to see it just to have more Zelda in there, but I don't know necessarily if it would fit. I'm cool with it just I, to I see think, the design. Yeah, I think why not? And like uh, Hyrule Warriors, you can have like multiple skins for Zelda, yes. like Sword, Twilight Princess, Ocarina of Time, and it's really cool to here's, just here's see like, my guys. favorite Zelda run around, just smash 2,000 enemies. What is your favorite uh, iteration of Zelda? I think I'm going to say Skyward Sword. I like Skyward Sword Zelda. I I don't know, though. I like Ocarina of Time Zelda. I like Ocarina of Time Zelda. I like... I honestly really enjoyed Twilight Princess Zelda. Again, a lot of that... I know. I don't know about Twilight Princess. I like Twilight Princess Zelda just because she... Just because of... Like, the idea of what she had to sacrifice. I thought she had a really, really good story behind her. Fair enough. Uh, I, From a design standpoint, 
I I don't I don't like Twilight Princess Zelda, but just like I don't really like anything from Twilight Princess from a design standpoint. It's just too dark and murky for me. Um, but that's just me. All right, so Spamo Zelda fanboy is back with another hard hitting question. What are your favorite non Zelda dungeon? Fan sites and don't say Zelda Informer. <laughs> now I'm assuming that he means non-Zelda Dungeon Zelda fan sites, but I could be wrong about that. I hope so. Um, what do you guys think? Do you want to throw out like a fan site and a Zelda fan site, or do you just want to throw out a, a generic fan site or whatever? I'm a big fan of Nintendo everything. Yeah, I'll go there check the articles out. Um, but Zelda fan site like. Zelda Universe, no contest. I love ZU so here, much. Here, here. Very good friends with Zelda Universe. Very good relationship with them. I do like Zelda Universe. I also yeah, everyone I've met from there is really cool. I also kind of like, and it's not really a fan site so much as a fan Facebook, but the Legend of Zelda memes on Facebook is hilarious. They're they're a good good source of laugh. Um, I don't frequent a lot of other Zelda fan sites, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I know a lot of the guys over at Zelda Universe, and they're good guys. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd maybe say Linktober. Oh, so I think yeah. it's a really cool concept. And, That's uh, a given. You know, he, Joel's a good guy. Yeah, Linktober is uh, just, just a fan site in general, Bulbapedia. Bulbapedia is awesome. I use Ooh, that when yeah. I get a new Pokemon game all the time. You know what? I'll throw another one there, sticking with Pokemon Smogon or Smogon. In that competitive Pokemon, that is the place to go to. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's like the ultimate. At least I have not done competitive Pokemon in a very long time, but that is the spot to go to. Hmm. Okay. Um. Cool. So at Jim, just regular old Jim, he's got a bunch of numbers behind him. Asks, which Nindy are you looking forward to the most? Uh, so he's obviously referring to the Nintendo Direct that just happened the other day where a bunch of independent titles were shown off. Uh, did anything stick out to you guys, or did they all kind of blend together? I didn't catch it. Was Shovel Knight on that? I'm forgetting now, because I got a bunch of Shovel Knight news. Uh, Shovel Knight was on there. There is a physical edition of Shovel Knight coming in April 2019, was. and there's a, like a multiplayer mode that they're yes. doing that I, I forget what it's called. I, I want to say it's like Shovel Knight Battle Mode. I forget exactly what it's called. Something like that. But the King of yeah, Cards you, expansion. You fight with shovels. I really do want. Like, having Shovel Knight on the go is a huge win for me. Like, I already have the game on PC, but I'm definitely going to pick it up on Switch. For mm -hmm. sure. I have it on 3DS. But I think I might buy it on Switch, too. It's a great game. Yeah. I actually, I really like the Plague version of Shovel Knight. I thought that one was really fun. I, I like Spectre of Torment. I think that was my favorite one. Um, I was really stuff. looking forward to Hyperlight Drifter that was shown. I, they kicked oh, off yeah. proceedings, but uh, I think it was Matt from Zelda Dungeon wrote an article about Hyperlight Drifter for Inspired by Zelda Week, and uh, it, it really, the game had always been on my bubble before that I wanted to buy it, and that put me over the edge. And then I heard it was coming to Switch, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just wait. So, uh, so yeah, that comes out pretty soon, actually, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to get that. Yeah, I really need to go back right. and re and watch that, because I, I actually, until this very moment, completely forgot that was happening. I, I have to be honest, I didn't watch it, I just, I read the, uh, the recap after to see what was going on. 
this question is asked from uh, someone that maybe works at uh, Zelda Dungeon. What's with all the spirit tracks, Hate? Whoever. Cat, do you know who asked that question? I don't know. Whoever did, she's a smart person. <laughs> no, seriously, though, guys. What is with all the spirit tracks, Hate? Spirit tracks is. It's. Kevin, I think you like spirit tracks, don't you? Um, no, well. I'm not going to say that I don't like Spirit Tracks. I have not played Spirit Tracks all the way through. That is, that and Phantom Hourglass are on my my to-do list for Zelda after Oracle of Ages. But from the mm. criticisms that I have heard of Spirit Tracks, aside from the motion controls that either you love it or you don't, is the portions of the game that are just sort of, okay, yeah, like I did not need this. I think the Spirit Flute messes with a lot of people. Yeah, the spirit flute really sucks. I think that's <laughs> that's one that's a flaw of the game. Um, but I, I really do want to try out the uh, spirit tracks in particular because trains are awesome, um, and Phantom Hourglass as well. I, the hate I think is just you know, people that can't get over the motion, the uh, not the motion, the touchscreen controls. They just can't get over them. That's it. And it's it's that's it. Uh, you know, the game. If this were controlled built normally, it. it would be a fine game. But that's that's but not what this game was set out to do. And, and I know, and, and it's a shame, and that's why I just I can't get into Spear Tracks as much. It's uh, and Phantom Hourglass for that for that matter. I hate the stylus controls. I really do, and I've I've tried to get over it. I've played I've played Phantom Hourglass twice and Spear Tracks once, which for me is pretty crazy because I've I've played every Zelda game like at least a few times. Um, I, I, it's not for me. I, I hate the controls. So that literally is That's the why. only thing that like just completely taints it. But well, it's, it's not that though, because like, um, I mean, go, the game itself, like there's nothing particularly like great or inspiring about, about spirit tracks. I've only played it once, but I'm also trying to remember a single dungeon from that game. And I can't, the tower um, of spirits. I remember riding around the chain, but yeah. Okay. I remember riding around the train and blasting rabbits, and that was kind of fun. But I just get like I get frustrated thinking about uh, the DS games because I'm like these games could have been DS really those <laughs> DS Zeldas, god damn it! But those games could have been really good, and and you know what? And to some extent, they are good games. But like they could have been great games had they just controlled normally. And I think that Nintendo was trying to be cute, too cute, and too fancy, and and just they were trying to fix something that wasn't broken. And so when I think of them. I'm just like, man, this could have been so cool, but instead it's lame and I'm using my stylus and it's awkward to hold this like the the DS like this and the, the whole thing sucks and the spirit flute sucks and okay. Whatever. I think that one thing that you do need to take a look at like objectively is the timing of those two titles and the console that they're on. So Yes. When the DS was released, the DS appealed to a much, much larger audience of gamers and included some some gamers that are they were born into gaming. Like this was their first system that they had played regularly, or maybe they had played Nintendo way, way back. And the simplicity of the controls of just using like you do not need to use buttons at all. You use the stylus, that's what this game is built around. It sets out exactly, like, that's what it's setting out to do. Use the stylus to perform puzzles, to do some combat, to play, you know, an an action 
top-down 3D platforming game with puzzles, with trains and boats. That's what Spirit Tracks and Phantom Hourglass want to do. And I and, think that if I, it released on the that... 3DS, like it, it would not use the stylus. It would just would not no, do that. No, definitely, yeah, definitely wouldn't have. I, I, I respect, you know, that that was the case. But I mean, at, at the same time, you look at the success of New Super Mario Bros. on the DS. That was just a straight up Mario game. You know, nothing fancy about it. Just a return to a classic style, and that worked really well. And to me, it was a missed opportunity to do that with Zelda as well, which is why I always think of, like, the Spirit Tracks and, and Phantom Hourglass of, like, what this game could have been, I guess. So I don't know, like, I yeah, kind of... That's, that's why the Spirit Tracks hate. I kind of look at Spirit Tracks as... It was an attempt at something, doing something completely different. Doing something just brand new with the Zelda series. Even, I mean, we had never seen anything like a train. The layout of the land was completely different. Everything, you know, of course, the controls and the flute, those were different. But, like, even the story was different. It was at its core, you know, good, fighting, evil. We've got Link, we've got Zelda. But everything about it was just meant to be different. And I think, I, I do think that a lot of people go into Spirit Tracks not just, you know, hating on the motion controls and hating on the flute, but also not liking the fact that it was different. And it was actually a decent game. There are no bad Zelda games. You, you know what? That's yeah, a, that's there, a yeah, fact. There are no bad Zelda games. There are no critically um, a lot of like A lot of my complaints games. you could say about Skyward Sword, too, and about motion controls. And Skyward oh, Sword sure. is one of my favorite games. So it comes down to whether you like... And there are a lot of good things that Spirit Tracks does. I think Burn is really cool. Um, I think that... I actually like the train mechanic. One thing that I will say about the DS Zeldas is that I don't think that the style that they used, the Wind Waker cel-shading style lends itself very well to the smaller screen. In Wind Waker, I think they everything looked really nice and, and polished and, and artistic, but on the small DS screen, it just looked really scrunched up and kind of choppy to me. I don't know hmm. if that's just me, but... I didn't, that's that may be a limit to the too. hardware, too. I actually, didn't, it, it I actually didn't really get that impression, to be perfectly honest. I thought it looked fine. I think there's a good charm to the game. Yeah. I think the style is good. Now... Different question, and I think I wrote a daily debate about this, but my next question would yes. be, Woods, was Spirit Tracks a good Zelda title, or should it have been just a generic good versus evil, not with the Zelda names behind it? Would it have been better like that? I think having the Zelda name definitely helps, you know, distinguish, like, you know the characters... You know Link, you know mm-hmm. Zelda, and it does like sort of twist who those characters are. Link, maybe not so much. Um, no, if it it would it would have done worse if it was not a Zelda title. Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying. Given, like, like the, the added name expectations of that Zelda name mm-hmm. on it. Um, I like that the Zelda series I think it's a good is good game. Is I I don't think it's a good Zelda game. How about that? If that makes sense. That's fair. It's tough to quantify what a Zelda game is. Because you can say, it, like, yeah, the it, Minish it Cap is. is the most Zelda game there is. And that may do it some favors, and that may not do it some favors. 
you said the same thing about like a link between worlds or well and i think if you talk to various people you're gonna get a bunch of different people who say different games that's kind of what happens when the universe is so vast and you have how many games now behind the name yeah, there's, like there's a ton. every person this is, is going to pick a different franchise yeah <laughs> yeah i'll say i'll say this definitively too i think blossom tales is a better zelda game than spirit tracks or phantom hourglass that's for sure i need yeah, to pick it, up blossom tough. tales just gonna throw that out there. there there are so many games in the zelda series and if they all did the same thing, I don't think this series would be around as long as it has been. So I appreciate the experiments that happen in games like Spirit Tracks, like in Phantom Hourglass, like in... Breath of the Wild. Zelda 2, Breath of the Wild, for sure, turned that game on its head. Majora's Mask, a very different Zelda title. Uh, and and yep. you can't please everyone. There are people out there that will say Spirit Tracks is their favorite if not one of their favorite zelda titles same thing about phantom hourglass same thing about a- any zelda title there there is no bad zelda mossy game. mossy's loves phantom hourglass that guy streams phantom hourglass like a couple times a year that's right so there you go um, it's a good game i i respect spirit track i respect what they're trying to do it's it's not my cup of tea uh this, that's a lot of the hate for that game is is very exaggerated um on this show um, just because you know, I, I like to exaggerate everything <laughs> that I do, but uh, no, it's not my favorite Zelda. It's a good game though, and I do. I am a fan of change, and I think it's just an instance where it, it just like it didn't. Work it didn't for me. work, but in uh, your you opinion, know, Kevin's right. It worked for some people. Fair enough. In fact, Spirit Tracks was in our article. Um, yeah. About your least your least favorite parts in your favorite Zelda game. God, I can never get that out right. <laughs> saying that saying that is tough. Um, so I, it was obviously someone's favorite Zelda. So there you go. Got great music. Uh, let's blitz through our last two questions here because we're running long, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be on our way here. Robert Sparling asks, "Have you ever played Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch?" Yeah. Yes. That's, That's it. A great game. Yeah. That's all we got. Great game. I, I love Mario Odyssey. I love Super Mario Odyssey. Having that in Breath of the Wild on Switch, like very early in the console's release. Oh, I think that did a lot awesome. for it. That checked all the that, boxes that is I had. A like I think having one two KO knockout punch. Oh yeah. Having those two games to on the Switch immediately, I think, were one of the biggest reasons that the Switch did so well and continues to do so well. Like they literally burst through the door like Kool Aid Man. They they knocked the oh, door yeah. down. They they demolished the building. Um, okay, last question here, Nick who is a friend of Kevin O'Rourke, asked, is the Champions cast available on Spotify? Uh, my answer is not yet, but I'm going to look into it. In the meantime, the rumor and innuendo is that the uh, Champions cast might be available on the Zelda Dungeon Archives YouTube channel, so uh, we'll have to stay tuned and see if anything comes of those of those rumblings. And that is all the questions that we have. For the show, any last uh, last parting words, parting thoughts, uh, hopes, dreams, anything like that, guys? Not really. Give Spirit Tracks a chance. Spirit Tracks was a good game. <laughs> hey, hey, Bell. I I played I played Spirit Tracks, and I don't hate it. I you know, it it is what it is. I probably won't play it again though. 
Give Triforce Heroes a chance. Find, <laughs> find That's two, it. That's the show. We're calling the show. Find off. We're two off committed right now. friends and play. It's great. You know what? Triforce Heroes was okay when the three of us played it at the marathon. I will say that. It's a good game. Playing it by myself, though, I I don't know that. It's not fun. Yeah. I will tell you that. Is that it? Is not a single player game. That that will be that'll be our yearly tradition. Then we'll play it uh, and we'll have a good time. And then we'll never talk of it again after we're done that. So that's episode 24 of the Champions Cast. Uh, thank you guys both so much for uh, for joining me here today. Yeah, thanks for having and, us. And uh, spending your night with me. Yes, thanks, Andy. This was, uh, this was fun. This was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to give anything away here before we're ready, but uh, again, the rumor and innuendo is that both of the guests on this show might be involved in a special Champions cast feature that is going to be coming up in the next uh, month or two here. Uh, of course, we're getting into the fall season, which means it is time for Survivor Series. So there might just be a little activity in game based on that for your viewing pleasure. Uh, note the keyword there, viewing pleasure. We're going to be streaming that. Um, so yeah, keep it locked on the Champions cast. Uh, so again, thank you guys for uh, tuning in and listening to us uh, ramble on about Zelda and Super Smash Bros. and whatever else came to our mind. We appreciate it a lot. Don't forget to head over to Podbean and to iTunes. Uh, subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Uh, so once again, thank you for listening. For Kat, for Kevin, this is Andy. We are out of here, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>